it came to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It came to pass. Amen. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not going, it's not, it, it didn't come to stay. Nothing of the enemy is permanent. Yes. Nothing of the enemy is permanent. You see, a lie can never be permanent. At all. Every lie has an expression. Let me say that again. Every lie has an expression. Because eventually, he will be exposed. Every lie has an expression that eventually it will be exposed. Amen. Amen. Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Now, the devil is a liar. Amen. And because he's a liar, whatever he does has an expiration date. Amen. Amen. And it is our job to hasten that expression date and not to just sit there and say, okay, let me wait. Because if you wait, and when he's oppressing you, he wants to do that forever. Mm. But if you recognize that everything he does is temporary, then you can take your place and say, no, mm. I will not accept this. I will not put up with this. Amen. Because this is not my portion from the Lord. Amen. The Lord's portion for us is blessing. Amen. 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 And so, Lord, we just want to say thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for bringing us through last year to this year. Thank you for this time, O oh Lord. We praise you. We magnify your name because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so we yield to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say thank you for bringing us a new, a new thank year. You, God Almighty. We say thank, thank you, you in your name. We say thank you for what you have for us today. We say thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We say thank you for protecting us from COVID. We say thank you, Lord, for your peace preserved in this nation. We say thank you for, for, for a peaceful transfer of power on the 20th. We say thank you for your blood prevails in this land. We say thank you for having mercy on us in this land. Amen. We say, Lord, be glorified. We praise you, Father, we worship you. We give you thanks and praise, Jesus. We magnify your name. You're worthy of our praise, you're worthy of adoration. You reign in our lives, Lord. We re you reign in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for acceleration of your of your blessings into our lives. Amen. I thank you for acceleration of your blessing to our lives. I thank you, I praise you, I magnify your name. We bless your name, Lord. We worship you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness in our lives, your hand upon our lives for good. Yes. Thank you for being with us. 
We want to give you glory for your goodness, Lord. We want to give you glory for who you are, our Father and our God. Jesus, we say thank you for being our Savior, our Master, our Lord and our friend. Thank you for being the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for sending your spirit and living with us to lead us into all truth, to teach us, to reveal to us those things that you revealed, that you give you, you, you revealed to, to him to, to minister to us. Thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lord, I have nothing of mine to say because by myself I can do nothing. And so I yield to you that you may mightily mm -hmm. glorify, that you may increase while I decrease. Mm -hmm. Thank you for utterance, the bonus given me to declare your word fearlessly. Lord, I thank you that we'll hear and we'll run with your word. Mm -hmm. We'll put it to work and we'll see the difference. Thank you for your miracle working power in our lives this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. amen. All right, so we are. Uh, Last time we, uh, I guess, not last year, I guess that's it. that was last year, end of last year, <laughs> we started uh, teaching on, uh, on seed time and harvest. And uh, we want to continue on that in that vein because we need to understand uh, this principle. Now, seed time and harvest is a universal law of the universe is the universal law of the universe. Um, it covers every area of life. And in fact, you find that if you study it closely, you find that even there's a law for the wicked, that the wicked, because of the law of Satan and harvest, they will reap the harvest of wickedness, uh, which is destruction eventually. And so uh, we want to look at this today. We, we, we want to call it the uh, a lifestyle of giving, living a lifestyle of giving, living a lifestyle of giving. And uh, the hope is that, uh, my belief is that by the time we get through this, our lives will, will change, Amen. our lives will transform. Amen. Living a lifestyle of giving. Well, I see that I got my friend uh, uh, Sherry and Glenn over there, so Happy New Year. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so we go to Genesis chapter 2. So we, we're going to start from the beginning and, uh, and move on from there. Because we want to see God, our Father, who is the number one giver, the giver of all times. God is, by nature, a giver. And God is not tired of giving. He is not tired of blessing us. Uh, so if I told you, bless me today, I'll come back tomorrow, you're going to say, look, is it only you? I've got other people to take care of. <laughs> She's telling you, oh, yeah, happy new year to you there. <laughs> you're going to tell me, I have other people to take care of. You showed up yesterday, I bless you. Today, you showed up, I bless you. Is it only you? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> no, God doesn't say that. <laughs> Amen? Amen. God does not say, Give me a break. It's, if you come today, he said, Welcome. And yeah. blesses you tomorrow. He says, "Welcome." He bless you. So we want to learn from our heavenly Father, because if we can learn from Him and begin to, you know, put that into practice, we'll see our lives change. Amen. You know, by nature, Christians are the most blessed people in this uni in this universe. 
but we don't, don't seem to know that. And we don't seem to know how to operate the word of God in our lives for us to see that happen. And so Genesis chapter two, verse seven, he says, then the Lord God formed man out of a, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God formed man, and we know the story. He planted a garden and put man there. Just think about that. He created man and then put man in the garden, planted a garden, put everything in place, and said, now over to you. Now, when we are in Christ, we have been taken out of darkness into his kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of blessing. You know, it's back to Eden, but we don't seem to understand the laws that operate in the kingdom for us to make the kingdom work for us. Amen? Amen. And so, after putting man in the garden, look at verse 15 there. From verse 15, he says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in, in the garden of Eden to tend and, and, and guard and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, in verse 15 to verse, uh, to verse 17, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and blessing and calamity you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So now God puts us in the garden, puts man in the garden and puts, gives everything. He says, everything there is yours except one. Everything there is yours except one. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was a type and shadow for the tithe. And that belonged to the Lord. He said, don't touch that. And of course, in chapter three, we find that the devil came and said, did God really say now, the devil hasn't changed. He will always come with suggestions. The devil has not changed. He will always come with suggestions. And then we get to own the suggestions by saying what he said and then wonder what happened. You see, because when he gets you to say what he wants to do, you have given him by default authority over you to do what he wanted to do. And if you look at chapter 3, which I'm not going to spend time on, don't get into a conversation with the devil. Eve tried it, or the woman tried it. At that time, he wasn't answering Eve. The woman tried it, wasn't answering Eve at that time. The woman tried it, and, and she lost out. You don't discuss with the devil. Amen? Amen? Jesus said to rebuke him. Peter says, James says, resist the devil and he will flee. He did not say, you know, have a discussion with the devil. Amen? Amen. Neither should you have a discussion with his agents. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, you see, the devil uses human beings. Well, are, are you sure? No, 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 no. Don't discuss that. Don't have a discussion with the devil. You have to know when somebody is speaking of the Spirit of God and when it's not. Amen? Mm -hmm. Jesus was able to tell when Peter was speaking of God and when he wasn't. And Peter, at that point, he had confessed Christ. Hear me now. He had confessed Christ. 
In Matthew 16, he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's what he said. And then the next few verses after that, what did Peter do? When Jesus said, you're going to go to, go to Calvary, he was going to go to Calvary. Peter rebuked Jesus for wanting to go to Calvary. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said it. He did not call Peter Satan. He knew the force behind that speech, that Peter was not speaking of God. Amen. So, so in fact, if we read there Matthew, Matthew 16, you will see from, uh, from verse uh, 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 13 all the way down to, uh, to verse 20. In verse 20, he, in the Bible says, uh, Jesus sternly, strictly, uh, you know, warned them that in, in, not to tell anybody that he was a Christ. And then, of course, you go down there to uh, um, verse 21. He was telling them that the chief priest is going to you know, take him and kill him. And then verse 22, then Peter took him aside to, to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sternly or sharply, saying, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus, verse 23, said this. But Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, get behind me, Satan. You are in my way. An offense and a hindrance and a snare to me. Amplified acts. Get behind me, Satan. For verse 23, for you are minding what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. You see there? The devil influenced Peter. Peter now was in speaking, not by the Spirit of God, but as he was influenced by the enemy, mm -hmm. thinking he was trying to protect Jesus. Anyway, mm -hmm. and now you can tell the difference. And that what I'm saying there is this. Even when a believer tells you something, you have to listen to whether it's of the Spirit of God or not. Amen? Amen. That's what I'm saying. It does not mean that, you know, let me repeat myself. Even when a believer speaks, you know, listening to your spirit to know whether that is of God or not, your spirit man will tell you this is of God. And if it's off, it will tell you the person is off. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So now we're talking about the giving God. God is a giver. And we see there that he dressed the garden and put man in there. And of course, man, as we know, in chapter 3, committed high treason and sold out to the devil. And God, the father, who is never taken by surprise by what, 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 what he sees, had he put things in place. And so we jump there to John chapter 3. We're look, look, looking, the first thing we're looking at here is, you know, God who is never tired of blessing us, who is never tired of giving. So we're going to look at God, we're going to look at Abraham, and then we're going to look at, you know, make, take a general, uh, you know, some in extension from there, you know, to, to, to all of us. Um, <clears throat> so John 3 verse 16, this is a passage we know very well. He says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up. He even gave up. He even gave up his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him 
shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for eternal life. Amen. If you are born again, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I see that some people are keeping quiet there. <laughs> I didn't see your lips move. I say, if you are born again, shout hallelujah. 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 Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So he says, God so loved us and dearly prized us that he gave up his only begotten son. Now the word gave up is from the Greek word. <laughs> You are muted. Okay. We lost internet connection. That's why. So what I was saying is, is that the word gave up in, in, in John 3, the word gave up in John 3, verse 16, is, it means to deliver up. It means to give up. It means to offer up. It means to smite, all right? Deliver up, or give up, or offer up. It means to smite, it means to bring forth, it means to receive. Let me repeat that. The word give up there is from a Greek word, didomi, which means to offer up, or deliver up, or give up. It means to Smite, it means to bring forth, it means to receive. So what did God do in, you know, because one day I was telling you, I said, have you studied out that word very well? What did the father do? He sent, he sent us Jesus. That is, he delivered him up as a sacrifice to pay the price for our sins. Now remember in Genesis 3 verse 15, uh, God said to the serpent, the seed of a woman will bruise your head. So Jesus smote the head of the serpent. Amen. Amen. And then by his death, he brought forth sons and daughters. And then remember the last meaning of the word, you know, translated, gave up their means to receive. So God, the father, you know, started to receive us as his children. Amen. So in that one word, that's trying to give up, they don't mean Greek, it means that God the Father delivered up Jesus as a sacrifice for our sins, and then Jesus bruised the head of the enemy, so the enemy was smitten, and guess what? He brought forth by his resurrection, death and resurrection, now he's giving, you know, children are being born into the kingdom, we are being born into the kingdom every day, Amen. And the father is receiving every day, is receiving sons and his sons and daughters back. Amen. So what I want to see there is, you know, basically two things. We know about the sacrifice of Jesus. Now I want to put in the fact that not only did God give up Jesus, but God was willing to receive us back as the harvest of his seed. Amen. God the Father was you know willing to offer up his son and then of course once he did that he switched over to a receiving mode so that he can be receiving us as his children Amen. and every day in this world somebody is born into the kingdom mm. now please notice there that god when he gave jesus 
You know, when he offered him up, he switched over, getting ready to receive Amen. the harvest. He was now sitting down there on the giving side. You know, once he said, you know, in fact, let's go to Genesis, sorry, Revelation 13, verse 8. Revelation 13, verse 8. Revelation 13, verse 8. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, and all the inhabitants of the earth will fall down in adoration and pay him homage. Everyone whose name has not been recorded in a book of life of the lamb that was slain in sacrifice from the foundation of the world. Sometimes I say before the foundation of the world. You see, in the mind of God, Jesus, when he left heaven, was already given up to die. In the mind of God, when Jesus left heaven, God the Father considered him you know, sacrifice. Amen. 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 So when Jesus left heaven, the seed left heaven to be planted on earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you going to be with me now? I'm, I, have to, I, have to slow, I have to take it slowly because we all have to. I want to make sure we get this. All right, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. You better take down good notes because next Next, next Thursday is exam. <laughs> <laughs> next Thursday, we're going to have exam. Open book. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. John 12, verse 24. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Jesus said, I assure, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls, to the, falls into, the, into the earth, falls into the earth and dies, it remains just one grain. It never becomes more, but lives by itself alone. But if it dies, it produces many others and yields a rich harvest. Amen. Except a grain will falls to the ground and dies falls into the ground. You know what? Except a seed is planted. A seed is planted and the seed must die before it can germinate. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, except I die, then they're not going to be sons and daughters. He said, except again we fall to the ground and die, it remains by itself alone. And so, there we see God the Father showing us the principle of seed time and harvest. God cannot operate on this earth except by the principle of seed time and harvest. We're talking about a lifestyle of giving. God our Father is the giver of all times. He gave us Jesus and is still giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see that Jesus said, except a girl with four to a girl and die, it remains by itself alone. But if it falls to the ground and die, it will bring forth much fruit. Amen. And we're talking here of uh, we're talking here of God being the giver of all times. Amen. And of course, please don't forget he's also a good receiver. 
because we saw that in John, in John 3, 16, once he gave Jesus, he switched into a receiving mode. Once Jesus left heaven, the father in the mind of God, Jesus was a lamb already slain. So when he left heaven, the seed was planted. And that is why if you go to John chapter one, you'll find there that when Jesus started his ministry, lives, people began to come into the kingdom. In fact, in John chapter one, verse 11 and 12, he says there, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as did welcome him, he gave them power to become sons of God. Amen. But yet he had not yet been sacrificed. You see now, he had not yet gone to Calvary, but people were coming to the kingdom. Why? Because in the mind of God, the seed when he left heaven was already sown. So you make up a mind to be a blessing to sow seed or whatever, just know that it's no longer yours. Don't keep adjusting that number. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me? Don't keep adjusting the number. <laughs> I wanted to give $10, well, I'm going to give five now. <laughs> and you're just shutting yourself. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Stop subtraction. Stop subtraction. <laughs> Hello? I said stop subtracting. you got to be adding. God multiplies. Amen. Amen. Now, just to see that, for us to see, let's look at, um, let's look at uh, 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 Ephesians, I believe it is. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 10 to verse 12. He says, he who descended, Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 10 to 12, talking about he who descended is the very same who, who as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens, talking about Jesus, that he spread, that he, might fill all things, the whole universe, from the lowest to the highest. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers. Today we have apostles looking like it's a hierarchy. And now this word says apostles, special messengers, some prophets, gifts, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. His intention was that was the perfecting and full equip equipping of the saints that they should do the work of the ministry, of ministering toward building up Christ's body. So you see, he gave us teachers and apostles and all because he never stopped giving. Amen. All right. He gave us and he's still he's still he's still giving because until Jesus comes, there'll still be teachers, there'll still be prophets, there'll still be apostles. Amen. All right. In, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28, it says, so God has appointed some in the church. First apostles, second pro prophets, third teachers, then wonder workers, then those with ability to heal the sick, helpers, administrators in different unknown tongues, or speakers in different unknown tongues. Helpers, administrators, and speakers in different unknown tongues. That is people that have the gift of intervening of tongues. You see that he is still giving so that he can build us up so that we can not, you know, so we can become who he created us to be. And, and and because when we become who we're supposed to be, who he made us to be, then we can really be a blessing, not Amen. just for ourselves, but for others. Amen. 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 
So now we see that God as a giver. And we also see that he is a good receiver. Amen. Uh-huh. Uh, well, somebody says, well, it is more pleasant to give than to receive. Huh? When you know, so, well, you got you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Listen to me, please. Hear me very clearly. If all you do is give and don't receive, you'll be poor because you run out. Mm-hmm. He said, giving and receiving. That is what keeps the cycle of of heavens of of the kingdom economy going is giving and receiving. So don't get too sanctimonious. Well, I like to give. I don't like to receive. You are selfish. Hello? Mm-hmm. I say you are selfish. When you say I like to give, I don't like to receive because you're trying to sh- stop the flow. Now, by the way, let me make an announcement. If somebody want to bless you and you don't want to receive it, just ask them to get, bring to me. I will take it. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. I will receive it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. When I finish enjoying, I say, hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So now let's go to Abraham because Abraham is a man God called out to show us how to walk with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis chapter 12. Praise God forevermore. Amen. We're talking about a lifestyle of giving. Of course, a lifestyle of giving and receiving. So we see here in Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abraham from verse 1. Now in, in, in hand, the Lord God said to Abraham, go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your country, from your relatives and your father's house, to the land I will show you. And I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you upon increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished and you'll be a blessing dispensing good to others. Mm-hmm. And I'll bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity happiness upon you and curse him who curses you or using certain language toward you. In you, all the families of it and kingdom of earth shall be blessed. And by you, they will bless themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, Abraham departed as the Lord directed him. Now, let's jump there to verse, uh, to verse 6. And he says, And Abraham passed through the land of the, uh, to the locality of Shechem, to the oak of Terebrinth, to the oak or Terebrinth tree of Moreh. And the Canaanite was in, then in the land. Verse 7 and 8, where I'm coming to. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I'll, I'll give this land to your posterity. So Abraham built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. Mm-hmm. Building an altar, he sacrificed to the Lord. You know, you know, in those days, they have to you know, sacrifice with animals. All right? He sacrificed to the Lord. God appeared to him. You know, it was, he had a divine visitation. And Abraham said, this is, you know, this cannot just go by. I have to worship the Lord with my offering because he had appeared to me. Now you find there in verse 8, from there he pulled up his tent and departed to the mountain, to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel, with which pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. So if you look, if you study around closely, you find that everywhere he went, First thing, he pitches tent, he offered an, you know, a sacrifice to the Lord. He built an altar, which means he offered a sacrifice to the Lord. The man was always tying his movement and his revelation with a worship offering to God, what is part of what God has blessed him with. Amen. <clears throat> Let me say that again. Every time 
God bless him. Every time he had a visit from the Lord, he, he, he offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. So here we find a man always tying his life with God and making sure that he offered, he just didn't just worship God. Yes, we worship God, we shout hallelujah. That's all well, it's all part of worship. But I'm talking about worshiping God with your substance here. He's, that's what he was doing. He worshiped God with his substance. Amen. Today you say, well, you know, I worked so hard for the money. What if he never gave you the, the, the breath? Yeah. What if he never gave you the life to be able to go to work? All that work will stop. All the work will stop. Now you'll be praying, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me. Have mercy on me. Amen? Amen. Now, chapter 14. Let me, let's just see the example of Abraham. Chapter 14. So we're not finished with Abraham yet. Well, this is probably a last example with Abraham, but let's, let's just see there. So chapter 14. You know, uh, a child of Lama had gone there to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and, and, and wage war with his kings and his confederate. And, and of course, ransacked the place and took Lot as a captive and, and his family. So it was told Abraham, Abraham then decided, Abraham decided that not Abraham at that time, Abraham decided he was going to go and rescue Lot's nephew and his family. And of course he got to stay under 18 servants and armed them and then they went to war. And God gave them a mighty victory. And so what we want to do is that we're going to read there from verse uh, 15, so you can see that I'm talking, that, that what I'm saying is right. He decided, he, he divided, he's talking about Abraham, he divided his forces against them, that's Chadu Lama and the rest of his kings that were with him, by night, he and his servants, and attacked and routed them, and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. When he brought back all the goods and also brought back his kinsman, Lot, and his possessions, the women also and the people, and he brought back all the goods and also brought back his kinsman Lord and his possessions, the women also and the people. After his, after his return, Abraham's return from the defeat and slaying of Jedelaoma and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, later called Jerusalem, brought out bread and wine for nourishment. He was a priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, blessed, favored with blessing, blissful, joyful be Abraham by God Most High, possessor and maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. 20, and blessed, praise, glorified be God Most High who has given our foes into our hand, mm -hmm. into your hand. Mm -hmm was given your force into your hand and Abraham gave him a tenth of all he had taken. Amen. 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 You see, he, God gave him victory and, you know, Melchizedek appeared, his priest appeared, the king of Salem appeared and blessed him and gave him not even with bread and wine, a king type and shadow for communion. And what did he do? What, what, what happened there? He gave him, he blessed him. 
He said, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham by God Moses, possessor and maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. If God doesn't bless you, nobody can. And bless, praise, and glorify be God Mosai, who has given your force into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of all you had. A tenth is a tithe. You see, he gave him a tenth of all. He didn't give him a tenth of the balance. Mm -hmm. huh? He gave him a tenth of all. Now, why did he do that? The man just, you know, the priest blessed him, the king Melchizedek blessed him. Abraham gave a tenth in appreciation for his deliverance. Amen. For the victory God gave him. The deliverance of his nephew and all the victory God gave him. Abraham gave a tenth. You see, a tithe is not something you pay. A tithe is not something you pay. You are giving in appreciation for what God has done for you. Amen. For giving you a life to be able to go to work and earn a living, you come back to him and give him thanks with your tithe. And God, in turn, will bless you back again. Amen. 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 You see, the tithe, as we'll see later on, is a covenant connector. It connects you with God in a way that, you know, nothing else can. And it keeps this engine of seed time and harvest in the kingdom operating in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, it's my money. It's not your money. Yes, yeah, I earned it. You say you earned it. That's true. What if you never gave you the intelligence to go earn the money? What if you never gave you the life to go earn the money? Inasmuch as you are a child of God, all that you have belongs to the Lord. Amen. Hello? Did you hear me? I said, all you have belongs to the Lord. It's not yours. Mm -hmm. Because all that God has is yours. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> is it only one side? <laughs> you know, he said, well, if it is yours, it's ours. If it is mine, it's mine. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. It's not like that. All that God has, because we are in covenant with him, all that he has is ours, and all we have is his. Is his. Mm -hmm. So, when he says, you know, give to me, be glad to do that because on the other side of giving is a blessing that comes after. Amen. All right. Now you say, well, I don't know what, what all that uh, uh, the Lord has is mine. You can check there in 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 21 to 23. You see there that I say that you are Christ, all things are Christ, therefore all things are yours. So everything that the Father has is ours. Amen. Amen. Now let me go meet my friend Solomon in in in, in um, Proverbs chapter chapter eleven. So we have seen we have seen there we've seen God we've seen Abraham. Now let's make it general so that you will not excuse yourself. He you said, "Well, he talked about Abraham. What, how you know he didn't talk and say anything about me." Well, we're coming there. And try to get get you position for blessing. Amen. Verse. I'm reading from the Amplified because it makes it louder. How can you like this? So if you don't have the Amplified, I'll go get one. <laughs> Proverbs 11 and verse 17. 
He says, yeah, a kind, merciful, and generous man benefits himself. All right, let's stop there now. A kind, merciful, and generous man benefits himself. He said, if you are generous, you're generous you know, to yourself. He says, if you are generous, you're generous to yourself. Amen. Well, you know, I, I went to my, listen, you know, I, I took gifts there and nobody, you know, I just took the gifts. They didn't give me any gifts. Uh -huh, thank you very much. Just hear this now. For those of you that gave gifts and they never gave you back this Christmas and you got angry, <laughs> he says this, that because a kind, merciful and generous and benefits himself. So if you gave and nobody gave you back, you just bless yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's get some selfishness out of this now. If you gave and nobody bless you in return, listen, you just set up for yourself an account that God cannot ignore. Amen. All right. Nobody, nobody. Sorry, some of you don't agree with me, but don't worry. <laughs> if you get to practice the word, you see that it works. Amen. <laughs> Sister Pamela, <laughs> happy new year. <laughs> it says, yeah, the merciful kind and generous man blesses himself for his deeds return to blessing. Amen. Your deeds of good, you know, your good deeds will return to bless you. Amen. He said, now, here now, I like Solomon. He says, but he who is cruel and callous to the ones of others brings upon himself retribution. So don't pretend that you cannot help when you can help. Because then you're setting yourself up for, you know, for retribution. You don't want that. God is a just judge. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, look at verse 24. He said, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. And there are those who withhold more than is, is fitting or what is justly due, but it results only in want. He said, the more you give, <laughs> the more you gain. Amen. Hello? <laughs> I know this kind of teaching is good to teach and you see people face to face. You know, I teach, some people just block me out so I can't see your faces. <laughs> <laughs> He says, there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. I thought when you give out, it's empty. He said, no, the more you give out, the more you're going to gain. Why? Because you are operating the engine of the law of seed time and harvest. The law of giving and receiving. He said, but there are those who withhold more than is fitting. In other words, he didn't say not to not to keep something, but but he said more than a fitting. That is, you're stingy. He said, give ten, you give five. <laughs> ten, he said, ten, he said, no, I give five. He said, you're stingy. He said, that's that, that's gonna bring trouble. Amen. Amen. He said, no stinginess. God says, give ten, give ten. Give hundred, give hundred. Don't say, ah, I am going to try to no, 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 no. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are those who withhold more than is fitting or justly due, but it results only in want. 
because you have blocked the pipe. Water can't flow through the pipe. You see, when you block the pipe, water can't flow through. Why don't you just be the pipe? Let the water flow through. You get wet. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Look at verse 25. I am close with that. He says, the general person shall be, sorry, the, the liberal person shall be enriched. And he who waters shall himself be watered. He says, when you are a blessing, you are you, you will be enriched. He says, because you are a blessing, others are going to bless you in return. Amen. You know, this is not different from what Jesus said in, 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 in Luke's Gospel chapter 6. Sorry, I should have said I'm closing because... Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to another passage. Luke's Gospel 6, verse 30, 37 and 38. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, judge not, so that you not be judged. Do not condemn or pronounce guilty, and you will not be condemned or pronounced guilty. Acquit and forgive, release, give up, resentment, let it drop, and you'll be acquitted uh, and forgiven and released. You see that forgiveness also loves sit down and harvest. But that's not what we're going to. What I read that is because you give out a heart of love. Verse 38, give and gifts will be given to you. Give and gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will they pour into, will they pour into the bosom of your rope and you know, will they pour into your bosom? For with a measure you deal out, with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will measure back to you. You see now, Jesus summarized what we just learned from Proverbs 11. That the kind, merciful, and generous man benefits himself is this return to blessing. And then we see, we just read verse 25, we said there that a liberal man shall be enriched, and he who waters others shall himself be watered. Jesus said, because you give, you'll be given. That means if you withhold, you will not be given. This is the principle, my friends, of God's kingdom. This is the principle of life. It and have it governs every area of life. But we're talking of a lifestyle of giving. You cannot live a lifestyle of giving and run short. God will not allow that. Because every time you give, you are depositing money in your heavenly account. Amen. Every time you have blessing, you are you are you are depositing depositing money. You're depositing in that account in heaven that God takes note. God takes note of what is left. Okay, so He knows how much is left in your account when you'll be a blessing. So that when you need the help, He will send the help to you from where you least expect it. Why is that so? So that your expectation will not be on man, but on God. Because if you look to man to bless you, man will disappoint you. But when you look to God to bless you, you will not be disappointed. Amen? Amen. And so I'll close with Psalm 115. Psalm 115. Now we open this year with this teaching because God wants to increase you. We open it because God wants to bless you. God wants to bless us. He wants to increase us. He wants to bring increase and expansion into our lives. Amen. That's what he told me we want to do this year. 
And so, uh, you know, if we don't know how to receive, we don't know how to give, we don't know how to work the principles and open ourselves for God to be able to bless us, then we then then we we, we prevent the, the blessing of God from flowing into our lives. It says that from verse 11 on Psalm 105, to, uh, 11 to 15, you who fear the Lord, trust in and lean on the Lord. He is the help and the shield. He is our help and our shield. Amen. The Lord has been mindful of us. The Lord will bless us. Amen. The Lord blessed, blessed instead of the house of Israel. I said, the Lord bless our houses. Amen. And the Lord bless our house, our houses Amen. with the, the, the priesthood. The Lord bless us who reverend what you fear him, both small and great. Amen. May the Lord give us increase more and more. We are not children. Amen. May the Lord bless us who made the heaven and the earth. Amen. I want you to say this to me. May the Lord bless me more and more, I and my family. May the Lord bless me more and more. Me and my family. Me and my family. May the Lord bless me more and more. May the Lord bless me more and more. Me and my family. Me and my family. May I be blessed. May I be blessed. May I and my family be blessed. May I and my family be blessed. By the Lord. By the Lord. Who made the heaven and the earth. Who made the heaven and the earth. Amen. Amen. Father, Amen. I thank you. I praise you. I magnify you. We worship you, Lord God Almighty, for your good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for being mindful of us. Thank you for increasing us more and more. We and our children. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for, 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 for pouring forth your blessing into our lives. I thank you, Lord, for this year is a year of increase, a year of expansion. Yes, we stretch for our tents and we thank you because you have already prepared a blessing. Thank you for preparing us to be in position so that we can receive the inflow. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, that where we have been stingy, Father, this day we repent, we say, forgive us, have mercy. I thank you for teaching us to open our hands to those you want us to bless so that you can bless us in return. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, that even as we continue to, to meditate upon your word, I thank you for teaching us how to be good receivers, not just good givers, but also good receivers. And so we bless you, we magnify your name. Thank you, Father. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for where there was dryness. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for your dryness is over. I thank you for increase. I speak increase into our lives. I speak increase into our families. I speak increase in our jobs. Where there was no job, I call the job into existence. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for expansion. I bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for being mindful of us. Thank you for increasing us more and more. We and every member of our family and extended families. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so we thank you, Lord, we praise you. And so I plead and I apply blood Jesus over each and every one of us. Amen. Members of our family, the standing in front of God with the blood of Jesus. 
I thank you, Lord, for your protection of us, keeping us free from COVID-19. Thank you for immunity, giving us against COVID-19, Father. Amen. We praise you. I cover each and every one of us, members of family, stand in with the blood of Jesus. I cover this land with the blood of Jesus. Amen. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for peace. Your peace reigns supreme in this land. Amen. Thank you for 20 plus of enemy in this land. Amen. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. We shall be glorified Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. Amen. The Lord may so shine upon glory to us. Amen. The Lord lift us up and give us his peace now, even forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year once again. Jim and Esther, I've been talking a little bit with Jeff Bishop. I thought maybe he would jump on tonight. I think he has another Bible study on Thursday night. Remember, remember Jeff Bishop? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I, I sent him the link, and I think he'll show up one of these times. Great. That's nice. That would be great. Yeah, Sherry, are we having some problem? Dan Hoyt? He wants to join. I've tried to send him the. He keeps saying he couldn't get it. I don't know if you can help me send him it. Receive it from you. Dan Hoyt. Maybe it's um going into a spam mail. Did you ask him to check that? Yeah, since three uh, before the um two weeks off, we tried two weeks. I sent him over and over. He didn't get it. Hmm. I don't know if you could help me try. Sure, I don't have his email, but I'd be I'll, happy. How are the email he sent me to you then? Okay, perfect. I'd be happy to. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> nice to see you. We missed you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought we were starting next week. Only yesterday, <laughs> my wife told me that was today we're resuming. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, "I, said, I thought we were starting next week, not this week." <laughs> Yeah, we are. We made it right. Sister <laughs> <laughs> Angela. Thank you for holding it. Angela, how are you? Are you hey. back in Chicago? No. Oh, you're still in Texas. Thank you for telecommuting. <laughs> I went back. I went back for uh, Christmas. We were there for a week and then, and then came back. But I should be back next week. I see. Yeah, for a couple of months. Yes. How are you all? How was your holiday? Mm -hmm. oh, good, very good. Good, good. All the kids came back? Yes, yes, yes they did. <laughs> it's a full house. Yes. Lots of cooking. How are you doing? How are you doing, Jim? Doing okay. We're ninety-eight percent moved in now. That's good. Yeah. It's been working great and um Hey, I'm in North Carolina, but I'm with all you folks tonight. It's a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. Yeah, greetings to Lauren. How is she doing? 
it's been it's been really something um a joy to be here tonight thank you Praise Praise God. God. Amen. Thank you. sister pamela how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing well um i had a strange christmas but so did everybody else <laughs> and um I'm on an eating plan, so I can't have any sugar and flour, and it's been uh, very interesting. So, so we'll see if it works. But I began eating um, when there was no need, uh, and you know, eating out of stress and boredom and habit and really bad eating habits. So I'm thrilled that I'm on a, a good program with good people helping me and supporting me. It's time I don't want to keep gaining this weight. So. It's bigger than pandemic pounds that everybody talks about, in my opinion. And my <laughs> foot problem is solved. So now I'm back to doing some walking and exercising. I, All I right. Stop That's going good. to Y. Yeah. So I'm feeling good. I'm going to go tomorrow to Marlboro. I'm going to meet my daughter over there at Savers. She wants to go in the thrift shop. And um, she had COVID and then came back from it and then went back and worked in her hospital. Of course, they vaccinated everybody um and uh my little grandchild had to be tested two or three times because every time she has a fever they make her go get a covid test she's never had it um but that's very unpleasant for a three-year-old to go through you know it's kind of crazy so but you know i'm doing well still involved with a lot of politics ay 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 <laughs> thing, the Lord is in charge, right? Amen. 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 And Jim, I just found out my cousin, who normally is in Falls Church, she went to North Carolina because her brother was dying. So when my cousin Pete passed, he stayed in North Carolina and Jefferson uh, just went back to Falls Church, Virginia, but they're going to sell eventually the two houses um she said i'm not i'm not anxious to get back to virginia she plans to move to ohio so i'm like oh my <coughs> gosh i gotta get to north carolina before she goes way out to ohio um and then i'll be saying jim what's your address out there in north carolina oh, ohio <laughs> might be closer anyway it might be, but I have still cousin Johnny, who's down in, in Jefferson. I've lost, John's lost his wife this last year, and then Pete just passed. And so uh, several cousins had landed some of the time in North, North Carolina. So I've been to Ohio for another cousin who moved from Colorado, and now she's not there anymore. So yeah, I think I go on a jaunt. <laughs> Jera, how are you doing, Jera? You doing good? Happy New Year. It's probably not hearing me. Or hearing me are you still there, Gerald? Yeah. Yes, it's a grace. God bless you. Oh, we do. How are you doing, man? He's muted. You're not hearing. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I love the kids. Look at the children. Yeah, I love seeing them. God bless <laughs> you. It's so cute. Have a great, a great year. Amen. Jesus Amen. is Lord. Amen. Amen. He's Lord of this nation. is Lord of our lives. Amen. 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 Good night. Good night. Everyone. God bless you all. Good night, everybody.